rush me. Tegan, have you ever paused the BattleBots episode in the first second? Uh, yeah, I actually have. I know that you have. You know what I think that is? What do you think it is? Well, it's like it's like they're zooming in, and it's like like the same shape as like the walkout entrance. Yeah, the tunnel. But there's yeah, but there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, and that's <laughs> that's what I think bots see when they die in the battle box. <laughs> <laughs> Try it if you haven't. Just you know, pause the episode because you always need to pause the battle bots episode so everyone gets settled. Yes. No, you're right. Everyone just does need to simmer down before we start. Yeah, the episode. You've got to simmer down. You got to have a, a fresh beverage or whatever your enjoyment is. I made risotto for everybody on. It was good. It. it was very nice. Thank you. I wasn't fishing for the compliment, but maybe I was a little bit. Look, the world knows now. Tegan's risotto, a plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Bots, Bots, Bots. This is our robot fighting podcast. That's Spike Tickner. And that's Tegan Kinder. <laughs> and sorry, we're late on this episode. Uh, my dad had a 50th birthday party and I got a bit too written off and I was not able to record a podcast. <laughs> Look, you know, my life is also chaotic and yesterday just wasn't a go. But we're here now and here we we're are. here to bring you a... Tegan, we have entered the golden age of robot fighting. We are ready to talk... I, I am ready to talk about the best episode of BattleBots so far this has been amazing some of the best matches ever absolutely i am declaring it this is the golden age of robot fighting we have seen uh, we should say this is uh this episode contains spoilers for episode six episode six, six? Episode six season five of BattleBots. yeah oh boy howdy because you should watch it though Oh yes, it. This is one of the best episodes of the season, if not the best episode so far. Best episode so far, hands down. Hands down. Personal opinion, hands down. Hand. I'll put my hands on the floor right now. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. Well, well, fingertips. All right. I'm not very flexible. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Oh, let's just do it. Let's just talk about one of the greatest matches of all time. Should we do it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rotator vs. Valkyrie. <sighs> Rotator vs. Valkyrie. This, what a ma- A, what a matchup. Both really trying to prove a point, I feel, both of these robots. Oh, yeah. Um, Valkyrie was pretty scared of Rotator, but then we found out Rotator was 17 pounds overweight before going into this match, so they must have been terrified of Valkyrie as yeah. well. I mean, Valk- <laughs> first of all, we made the wrong pick. Oh, yes. Um, I will note, I changed my personal pick before the match. Yeah, you, you had I a couldn't, change. I couldn't handle the fact that I was going for Rotator. I had to go for Valkyrie. Rotator is a great bot, and I've just been too stirred up this season, and now I just don't know who to pick. My compass is all over the place, and I just thought, you know, Rotator has just been so devastating. I mean, they were coming into it, what, 0-1, but... That bot is voted most destructive for a reason. However, I, I guess we just didn't really get to see what Valkyrie was capable of yet. Oh, Glory? Coming into the arena with Glory, their 65-pound undercutting bar. Well, kind of like a disc almost. Here's the thing. I think having that heavier weapon was part of the reason they won this fight. Because when they were taking those exchanges... 
It seemed like they were knocking Rotator more than they were getting knocked. Valkyrie has great traction, just in the same way Hijinx has great traction. Yeah, no. Hijinx? Hijinx, the owl. Yeah, okay. I don't remember them having great traction. They had so much traction that when they had a big hit, that's oh, what destroyed them, that's remember? That's right. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah okay. too much yeah, traction. Good. I remember now. Um, yeah, so they had their 65-pound glory going up against Rotator's 50-pound bar. So straight up there, weapon to weapon hit, you think the heavier one's going to hit hard eye, and it did. But Rotator came in defensive. They were driving really defensively, and part of me feels like that was their undoing. Yeah, it seemed like if they'd have gone on the aggression a few, a little bit quicker a few more times, there were some opportunities that were slim, but they might have missed there, where Victor Soto maybe, you know, took the more safe route in the driving and chose not to attack with the weapon yet, but just face the wedge some more. But the thing was, I think he was just hoping that, you know, Valkyrie wasn't going to make it the distance but they did. They did. That's the thing. I mean, they have had some issues in the past with being resilient in that matter. But, man, they really did not give it up this time. It was such an incredible match. I'm never going to get over it. The sparks were flying. I This is... We've absolutely entered the golden age of robot combat. Because when we can see two robots as destructive as Rotator and Valkyrie go three minutes, blow for blow for blow, like... This is, it's amazing. This is robot fighting. This is robot fighting right here. <laughs> Mark it down, take a note, take a picture, watch a video. This is incredible. This is what we watch the sport for. This is why people tune in. This is why we talk about it for matches like this. It was phenomenal. Even Kenny at the end of it was just, that was sick. Yeah, <laughs> like, everyone was blown away. You yeah. could tell. It would have been incredible to be there best place you could have been on the planet at that point in time for Agreed. those three minutes so at the beginning of the match i found it really interesting re-watching it because i had to go back and re-watch it i mean we both did of course um was that rotator their weapon wasn't even spinning for like the first minute of the match like it was spinning but then they'd spin it down and just be wedge action so every time that they had an opportunity to maybe hit Valkyrie, they weren't up to speed. Yeah. So they couldn't do the damage that they probably could have been doing. That's right. Those opportunities just slipped by because they didn't have the weapon spun up. And I think, yeah, Victor Victor Strat must have been, you know, just not waste his battery packs and, you know, just focus on the drive and just hope that Valkyrie would fail and then go on the attack. Yeah. But we didn't see that happen. And it cost him the match in the end because blow after blow taken to that big armor wedge on the back of Rotator, it eventually got ripped off. Oh, that was spectacular watching that wedge get ripped off. Frederick Moore, I think is his name, the driver for Valkyrie. Oh, amazing. Can we talk about the hat? The hat is so good. It's such a good hat. Are they little screwdriver bits? It's kind of hard to tell, but... I feel like they are like little screwdriver attachments that are like in his hat. Maybe like a little hex... He's got the whole kit. Oh, it's amazing. It's like a fisherman's thing. I don't know. Do fishermen have stuff on their hats? I feel like fishermen have stuff on their hats. Yeah. I don't know. you got to keep lures somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get caught up there eventually. Yeah. I wrote down Spark City. 
Yeah, it was Spark City. Completely tore off that wedge. Valkyrie was doing a great job of chewing up those wheels from underneath and on top when they'd ride over the top That's of them. That's something I noticed. Even even those cursory blows, When one time when Valkyrie rode over the top of Rotator, only, you know, hits the wheel a little bit. But those little chunks, that slows them down. And the slowdown in the driving gave Valkyrie the advantage in the back half of that match. Absolutely. I mean, Valkyrie still had some damage done to them. Like, you have to acknowledge oh, the fact certainly. that Rotator... Some big chunks taken. Yeah, like, at the beginning, one of their sides was kind of giving away from the wheel, and then they lost their, like, cool front armor piece that's on the top of the triangle, which is my favorite. Oh, is the coolest looking bot. Absolutely. Oh, Valkyrie is just so cool looking. Oh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an incredible match. I was so happy for Leanne Cushing and her team. It was so great to watch them celebrate after the match. It just gave me so much joy. And I think Victor took it really well as well. I think he was disheartened because he lost, but I think he was happy to see Valkyrie win. It was a good fight. I think he was just happy for a good fight. It was a good fight. Yeah. Um... Speaking of after the match, the judges went into the box to look at the damage. That's right. We do not see that often. And you can understand why, because, I mean, both bot Did both bots lose primary weapon at the end? I think so. I think that's what happened. Yeah, my, my brain's a bit foggy. It's actually been a while since we watched the episode. But, yeah, I think... You know, it was both primary weapons down at the very end, just turned into a push match in the last 10 seconds. And otherwise, it was just like, who had lost more actual weight off their robots? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was Rotator. But I honestly feel like that they were like, yeah, we're going to go in and see who's got more damage done. But I feel like the judges just wanted to go in and look at the carnage with their own eyes properly. Yeah, <laughs> like- I, I think Lisa Winner prompted this. She was like, can I, can I just, can I just... You know, could we just go in there? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Like, I want that oh. to happen more, honestly. Like, I feel like if it comes down to a judge's decision, why not go in and look at the bots properly? I mean, it's often unsafe, but where possible, yeah. Maybe we don't want to make a practice of that, I guess. Uh, look, whatever. Because then, you know, ah, look, whatever. <laughs> Bloody yuck my yum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I will never get over that match. That was amazing. Congratulations, Valkyrie, for that win. Totally deserved. Valkyrie 2-0 and now. Rotator 0-2. and Who is Rotator going to fight next? I don't know, but it's interesting that you said 2-0 and and then 0-2. and Why not 0-2? and Because that's just the way my brain works, Tegan. <laughs> Sorry. I'm honestly surprised that Rotator is 0-2. and Like, I know that their first match with Beta was not was controversial at the time, but we've since had more controversies. It was a hard match for them, you know? There wasn't a lot they could have done against the driving prowess of Beta. Yeah. I'm excited to see who they verse next. I think they will have to verse someone, if they want to impress the selection committee, they will have to verse someone powerful and really, you know, put it out there. Well, you know that they're very destructive, so I just want to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Slapbox has still got a fight, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, look, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Slapbox later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Slapbox, Slapbox coming up. But wow, what a match. Honestly, that was amazing. And now we have to move on to the next match. Yeah, we have covered that and we only have so much time, but it has left a lasting impression in both Rotator and our souls. <laughs> yes, I think it's left a lasting impression with every BattleBots fan. That's, 
just to see two robots like that go blow for blow for blow for three minutes, that is so impressive to me. And that just, I feel like we're just entering a new age of how hardy robots can be. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm also excited. Bring it on. Car-sized battle bots. I'm, it's coming. Twenty, The year 2030, vehicle-sized battle bots. <laughs> a dream who, that he will never let up. <laughs> who is who's next, Tegan? Um, it's Gigabyte versus Extinguisher. Oh, yeah. Uh, this match was... Beyblades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we even talk about this, I just want to see uh, a tiny Beyblade, like, like a, a real little Beyblade, just like... Fired down a ramp, obviously from a robot, not a human, because that would be way too dangerous otherwise, but into the fully spun up uh, Gigabyte. I just think that would be great to watch in slow motion, how far they might hit another Beyblade. A Beyblade would fly into another universe if it hit Gigabyte, I feel. Yeah, it would embed in the Lexan walls of the arena. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But I think it would be very funny, because for me, every time I see Gigabyte, I just think Beyblades. (laughs) (laughs) I can see where you're coming from yeah. with that one. <laughs> well, you got to spin to win. What did we see this time? We saw them win. but They spun to one. I tell you what, they were real zippy on the floor this time. Yeah, they've they've done something different, but their driving was solid. I think it's the love heart on the, the front of the little 90 degree post that you know they what? used to steer. I think you're right. I think that's giving them the power. I think the love heart is giving them the power. <laughs> if we've learned anything from Captain Planet, love is, heart is a power. That's <laughs> that right. you can use to... And Gigabyte had the power of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we could have made a bunch of jokes about, you know, oh, flames beat the fire department in this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, extinguisher. Why did you bring a hammer? Yeah, that was a confusing choice. I thought that extinguisher had... Because I thought extinguisher was here last year as well. And I thought I've seen this bot with a vertical disc, but I'm going to have to go back and check. Yeah, we should make sure that we check that. We should do our research before we start the episode. But, you know, next That's time around. crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they completely whiffed their box rush again. Oh, yeah. That's their signature move. Yeah, they love running themselves into the screws <laughs> right from the get-go. Or even just to directly behind where the robot was. It was quite entertaining. Yeah, they just got it handed to them, unfortunately. I wrote down breakdancing after first hit because Gigabyte sent them flying and they did some weird breakdancing moves through the battle box, which I appreciated. Yeah. I like that their their hammerhead sort of stayed on and just got bent. I found that quite, quite comical. Yeah, me too, actually. Then, then they could still swing it at the robot, but it just was completely ineffective and funny. <laughs> Look, I felt bad for Extinguisher, but, you know, that's more experience under your belt. Yeah, I feel like every fight they're going to learn something new. I think their driving was better this time. They definitely had a longer match this time. Yeah, I think the driving was alright, and it's just, you know, what are you going to do against Gigabyte uh, looking top of their game? Gigabyte, they've got something to prove, and they're proving it. It's going to be interesting to see who Gigabyte fights next. Yes, that's there true. Are, there are quite a few bots we haven't seen, I'll say, at this point. Yeah, we're halfway through the qualification. I mean, that rounds. makes sense. We're halfway through and there's half of them we haven't seen. But yeah, where's Team Deadlift? Deadlift? Deadlift. <laughs> Deadlift. <laughs> Dead right. <laughs> uh, that's our team. That's not funny. <laughs> Uh, who else are we missing? We're missing Team War Easy. Yeah, I haven't seen them. 
Barely seen Whiplash. Barely seen Whiplash. Got to see them back. Yeah. I will say I was impressed that Extinguisher, even though they could only turn in one direction at one point there, managed to turn their robot so they didn't get hit in the butt and then face their wedge towards Gigabyte again. Yeah. I did appreciate that. I was like, that's quite good. It was a close call. Yeah. If you've got anything, that may as well be it. Yeah. But then they, in the end, they got a wheel ripped off and Gigabyte was very excited. Yeah, it was an easy match for Gigabyte. And yeah, it was good to see Gigabyte, you know, top of the game, not coming apart. I liked it. It was good. It was a good match. Who we got next, Spike? Next up, we've got the Shark Attack, Sharko versus Slapbox. This was a pretty solid match. This too, was actually. great. And I like that there is an eight-year-old in charge of a flamethrower. If there's one place that could ever happen, it's BattleBots. It's not something you see on TV often, no. but <laughs> it is something that happens on BattleBots. I love that. Sharko, oh, this man makes me so sad sometimes. He makes me so happy. He makes me, like, that's the problem, is that he makes me so happy as a human, but then to hear how rough he's had it this last year, it just makes me so sad that someone so delightful will have to, like, is going through that. You know what? Yeah, I. that's true. It's really, my heart goes out to him. I'm just glad, you know, you find the best friends at the hardest time sometimes, and yeah. I feel like he is the heart and soul of what Combat Robotics is about. And I think the community is going to take care of him. I sure hope so. Like, it is great to see him compete. And it was great to watch this match. Shaco was a joy to behold. <laughs> Shaco was always a joy to behold. It's a giant robot shark. <laughs> you yeah. can't go wrong you, with you that. You can't go wrong. That thing can chomp. <laughs> oh, it can chomp. Honestly, Team Chomp, you should think about taking this man on because he is he's serious about the chomping. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so... A part of Sharko did break off before the fight even started. I feel like we've seen this almost every fight. It's <laughs> just something of Sharko will come off. Just yeah. It's the sacrificial piece. Yes, that's how you know that he has... <laughs> I don't know. Slapbox, on the other hand, this family... I get that he's 14 and she's 8. Not camera ready. Not camera ready. Not oh. camera ready. Look, the interviews were a little stiff, but that takes practice too, you know? I feel like even the tunnel walk was a bit stiff, but I get it. That's very nerve-wracking. You're on television. There's a 100%. thousand cameras around. Just loosen up, guys. Loosen up. Just oh, look, I would, I would freeze. I would freeze on TV. I don't even know how I'm doing a podcast right now, but here we are. Because no one can see your face. <laughs> That's right. No one can see my face. <laughs> <laughs> And it's glorious. No, look, I, I think they did great. The The driving was really good out of Slapbox this time. Honestly. I'm glad we saw some more tail whips out of Sharko. Classic tail whips from Sharko. They are one of my favorite moves any robot does. <laughs> and there was such a it was such an entertaining match. For a match that wasn't so destructive, it was a true... It was a real display yeah. of robot fighting. You know, there was Sharko... We had a bit of back and forth for a while, Sharko trying to get a hold of Slapbox. Eventually, Sharko able to get a good bite on the, the funny lifter that Slapbox has mounted on the front. Yeah, it's an interesting weapon choice. I It's interesting that it could go further down. Yeah, he can Doesn't, lift himself up. Yeah. It, it looked like he was using that to help him drive 
just yeah. with the back wheels towards the end of the match. It's quite good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's got the flamethrower in it, you know, piloted by little Anika. And yeah, she did a great job. We saw Sharko bite onto this, I'm going to call it the tongue, the yes. tongue of Slapbox, yep. the flaming tongue. And lift Shako into the air. Onika, you know, knew what to do. Press the button, set that shark on fire, drive it around the box. Yeah, that's some total control stuff right there. Like, that was glorious It to was watch. so glorious. And I really liked how the flames sort of came out of the, the sides and the back of Shako. Like, yeah, you could see that it was in the robot. It was inside the robot. <laughs> it's pretty devastating. But when Shako did get their first bite onto Slapbox. They were so stoked that we heard the most maniacal laugh I think I've ever heard on BattleBox. <laughs> and we've heard some pretty evil laughs, I feel. Yeah, I think that's got to be top three evil laughs. And that was, <laughs> that was so good. It really, like, it really sent it home for me. Like, I loved just how enthusiastic he is. One of the funniest bits of the matches for me was, unfortunately, you know, this one went to Slapbox. Shaco got flipped over and didn't drive so good with its design on its underside. But then, you know, Slapbox flipped them back, righted them, and then immediately flipped them back over, which I just thought was some real disrespect, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah, I feel like, look, honestly, if you've got a flipper, that's what you've got to do. Just keep flipping just them. Just keep flipping them. Oh, what did Chris and Katie say? you got to cook your meat evenly. Yeah. <laughs> that was very good. Um... But congratulations to Slapbox. This is their first victory. One and one. I'll tell you what, a score that Rotator is envious of. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, they haven't fought Tombstone. Yes, right? I mean, they did last season and they absolutely whooped Tombstone's butt. Yeah, I'm sure that's they'd be the ready. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, Slapbox is doing a great job. Mm. And Charco. The sportsmanship in that team is just something to behold. I feel like that is something that everybody needs to look at. Just how excited he was to lose. Like, it was bizarre. Like, you're so used to people being like, oh, yeah, like, okay, we just got to fix our bot. But he's like, that flaming suplex, that was amazing. Like, he was so in love with this sport that he doesn't even care if he loses. That is the best way to be. You know, it's a joy to watch for everyone. Yeah. And I loved this match. This it was amazing. It was great. The next match, however, the double M, Mad oh. Catter vs. Malice. Yeah, both were undefeated previous to this match. Yeah, a big matchup. I was confused about, you know, Mad Catter bringing the hammer, uh, even though I said they were carrying the torch for Blacksmith, which I think they still are. It's, it's lovely. But we didn't get to see that hammer this match. No. Um, Malice brought Big Red, their 65-pound giant... Spinning cheese wheel. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it is actually. <laughs> kind of, kind of reminds. It's like as big as one of those big cheese wheels you see at the deli. Yeah, and you're like, I'd never be able to afford all of that cheese. <laughs> yeah, what is that for? Oh, now we know. It's for combat robots. <laughs> you can like, you know, slice it up and design your weapon wheel. I like it. That's a good idea. Let's make a cheese robot. CAD cheese aided design. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. I love it. Yeah, like, and they brought Gassy Cat. The real MVP of this match, Gassy yeah. Cat. So this one was a quick one, in a sense. Uh, 
I was happy to say I was really worried for Mad Catter because we know how powerful Big Red can be. But that wedge on Mad Catter is just, I don't know what you've made it out of, like vibramium or <laughs> some sort of adamantium or, you know, I don't think it's steel. It's something better. It's so good. And their driving is impeccable. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be something to see if that wedge takes a hit on the side, how much it might get wrenched off. But so far, facing front, it can really take a blow. And what we saw is, you know, Mad Catter prop up Malice onto their backside. Yeah, that was the weirdest form of physics that I've seen in the battle box. Like, just just teetering on their back. It was just the perfect touch. Yeah. You know? And when you get a perfect touch like that, I, like, I would have liked to see the rest of the fight. I would like to see a rematch. But... I- <laughs> You can't... You can't let that go. No! I, I understand why they just let it happen. Yep. I wish Gassy Cat's flamethrower had to work better, but it was very funny when Gassy Cat was, you know, just getting in there. Yep. I love Gassy Cat, the mini bot. MVP of this for sure. <laughs> it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have been a Mad Cat win. It should have been a Gassy Cat win. Yeah, it was a Gassy Cat win. <laughs> um, I really wish Malice would have... Would have thought, seen this happen and put a small triangle or something on their back. Just, yeah, you know, just some sort of little post or, or something to something. roll over. Something so you don't have that flat back. I mean, I'm certain that they will. I can't wait to see what it is they put on the back. You know, maybe a cat food tin. Maybe. Yeah, that was... <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah. It's... What was it? It's Malice branded cat food. And then just Martin Mason. Yeah. <laughs> Just so just like, yeah, and... (laughs) (laughs) Because let's face it, although we know that Bunny does... uh, She... I think she likes to, you know, I think she likes the back and forth to play into it. But Martin Mason's just always got some brilliant story to tell. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna come talk some smack to Martin Mason, be ready. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all he said was yeah at this point, but it was funny. It was... It cracked me up. He's just a good dude. I love it. He's going to give everybody solid A's, I reckon, from that performance. Yeah, I'm confused. Do his students have any other assessments, or is it just how well they perform in this TV show? It is just how well they perform in this TV show. (laughs) I want to join his engineering class, because I might actually be able to pass it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Malice was just straight up unlucky in this one, unfortunately. Yeah, really unlucky. And then we found out that David from um, Malice was a former teammate of Mad Catter. Oh, yeah. Um, which I found quite interesting. So Wait, which David, though? Are we I talking th- David Rush? David Small? Are you talking the driver? I think the driver. They didn't okay. specify. But... All right. Well, <laughs> you ne- yeah, when you, you need to specify your Davids, Malice. I'm sure you know. Yeah, they do. There's so many Davids on that team. <laughs> it's like Bunny was like, you know what? I really like the name David. I'm just going to build a team. Of the Davids. Team of Davids. <laughs> Take down the team of Goliaths. This is smart. You need a David for every Goliath out there. You're not there. wrong. Yeah, this was a great match. Once again, now Mad Catter is 3-0, and which is crazy. They're going to get some serious seeding. Yeah, they have really proved to themselves and will continue to do so. I love that every time we've seen them, they've had a different configuration, they've had different mini bots, and they've always, 
always performed. They're taking it all away. You know, it's easy to discount the robot because of the funny theme, but the thing can take a hit and it can dish a hit. Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. I'm excited to see Malice come back, see what they can do for the next robot. Oh, yeah. Malice is going to get good seating too, without a doubt. Yeah, so they're two and zero, which is still a, I mean two and one, which is still a really good place to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you're going to lose to anyone, at least it was Martin Mason. Next match, Tico. Adam ninety four versus Tantrum. Oof, this was one that in my in my personal pick at home, you know, we got our own Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> which is being. Very nicely handled by our friend Lauren. I, you know, I switched last minute to Adam94 because I thought maybe they had honed the robot in after two, but mistakes were made. I don't know why. I've just been too stirred up by this whole tournament and I've just got to trust my gut more, you know? The thing is, you were winning. Yeah. You, you were, So we have, what is it? The king or queen of smarts and then the king of queen of hearts. So it's whoever you... Want to win is the heart, and who you think will win is the smarts. You were yeah. winning king of the smarts. I was doing good, but now you've overtaken me. Now I am queen of the smarts, because I stuck with my gut, and I went for tantrum, and they brought it home. The thing is, I love tantrum, and I feel like I've betrayed myself and tantrum here, because of course they were going to take this. They're such a hardy bot this year. I know, they're really... Seeing them redesign their bot after the last one where Valkyrie ripped their arms off. <laughs> now they've just got tinier, littler arms. This was the funniest match to watch. Those those little arms they had on there. I think they were just the safeties for the points. Yeah, perhaps. this is the tiny little fists, though. And we saw um the little... Oh, the button push with yeah. the tiny fists that came out of nowhere. <laughs> that was very good button yeah. push. But we've, yeah, we found out that they've got no fists so they can have extra batteries because they feel like the only reason they lost with Valkyrie was that they ran out of juice. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's good to see. I think it's going to do them better than the flamethrower probably would. Although I do love the fist-mounted flamethrower. Very cool. I love that look of the fists up in the air. I mean, that's their true form, right? Adam 94, though, didn't really do that much redesign. They redid the weapon drivetrain after the first fight, but still... I mean, that drivetrain looks good. Those belts look like they would take a lot to take down. They've got so many of them, which is nice. I feel like that is a design that we need to see more of, maybe, or I don't know. We're seeing so many, you know, primary weapon belts cut. I feel like that's the number one issue that a lot of robots need to address is yeah. protect your weapon drivetrain. Absolutely. I feel like I feel like we need to stop saying absolutely. <laughs> but I just can't help it but agree with you, Spike. Totally. For sure. Radical. Yes. Dude. <laughs> no, I agree. It's so nice to see a robot have so many belts on their weapon. But I just... And they got an excellent first hit. Yeah, they got they an were excellent going good. first hit. But Tantrum just Tantrum is so small that they can get underneath other robots. Yeah. And no one armors there underneath. See, uh, the bot whisperer Pete was saying, you know, those new forks that they put on the front of Tantrum. He thought maybe they were going to keep the the Tantrum's puncher, you know, keep the other bot too far away from Tantrum's puncher. The real game of Tantrum is they don't want 
to punch you on the front. That's something they can do, which is funny. But they just want you to ride up on top and get shredded. Absolutely. People who got top armor, do they have the bottom armor? I reckon Lockjaw does, because he drives inverted all the time. But Tantrum, yeah, when they get under you, they're going to eat you up. Yeah, you saw that happen with Adam-94. The hum of Tantrum's weapon. When that was up to speed, it was terrifying. It is compact, but it is going fast. It's going so fast. The thing about Tantrum that really interests me is how hardy they are. Because because they're a small bot, they have such a small weapon. I'm like, where does that weight go? I mean, obviously we know some of it's going to batteries now. But I think, yeah, I would really like to have more details on the frame and the armor of Tantrum. Yeah. It seems incredible. I really want Tantrum to do an AMA because I love this team. I have team. questions. Yeah. I love this team. They are always so positive and even when they're not doing great. I mean, the fact that like one of the first times we saw them in the battle box, like after the season was done, they just went in there and let Tombstone destroy them. And I feel like after that, I was like, I love and respect this team. Yeah. They that, get it. They like, get it. But in the end, Adam-94 got flipped, and yeah. then they couldn't drive anymore. Yeah, that's that's something Adam-94's got to address. They're driving upside down, because you're going to get flipped. Uh, you know, hopefully we can see them. They've still got one fight before the qualifying's over. I'd like to see them do good. I would love to see them do good. I l- like the design of their robot. I think it looks cool. The weapon looks like it could be extremely powerful. They just need to work on that drive and they just need to... They need to be able to get flipped back over. Yeah. They need to not have to try and drive upside down. Yeah, it's it's not the best shout for you. No. <laughs> Some bots can do it. Not all bots can do it. I'll tell you what else. I'll, I'll tell you which other bots can't do it all. Um, it's me and Pain Train. This, oh. this was a... An interesting fight, to say the least. I mean, well, maybe interesting is the complete opposite of what I mean. Yeah, I feel like interesting is the complete opposite of what you mean, because this was the weirdest matchup. Not only is Smee ridiculously long and needs to be flexier, I feel. Well, I think pain, it's hard because Pain Train is a small robot, and... I think maybe Smee versus a bigger, weightier robot, they might be able to wrap more around the sides. But yeah, they weren't able to sort of wrap the way they wanted to, I think, against Pain Train in this fight. This fight was a bit of floundering. Yeah, a lot of floundering. I will say, though, Pain Train did a shuckers as a push the button push. It's the classic shuckers. I'm into it. I enjoy that. you don't that. know what, what a shuckers, Tegan. Um, it's where you put your three fingers down and you just leave your pinky finger and your thumb up. Yep. And then you, you and hypnotize then, cows with it. <laughs> yes, and then you hypnotize cows with it. That's what the shuckers are for. Classic Dundee move. No, it's like, I don't know, surfy people do it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Who knows where it started? I don't know. Why not? Is it shuckers, bra? Yeah. <laughs> That's the most Australian thing I've done. <laughs> this match was so bizarre. I don't even know where to start. Well, you know, taking you through it, we saw Pain Train, he said he'd reduced the drive so that he wasn't wheeling as much. Obviously not enough. If you need to come at a crawl, maybe that'll work better for you, but it's still lifting in the front and it's just like getting in the way of its own weapon. Yeah, so they've got like those two little wedgelets, fork things at the front of their bot. Yeah. Similar to Minotaur, I would say. 
But because of the way that it's designed to be this like triangle almost, yes, cane train, when it drives, they lift up because its wheels are further back. It's not it's not centered. Yeah. So there's not enough force behind the drive, not enough weight for those wedges to get underneath anything, and they just end up hitting the middle of Smee, and then the weapon makes no contact. Yeah, it's the no contact weapon is the trouble. I think, you know, maybe what they need to do is, like, weld on a tail to Pain Train, which could stabilize them a bit as they drive. Much the same way, you know, Huge's legs work. Yeah. Um, that could, or hijinks as well, you know? Something something like that might yeah. really help Pain Train. So they have that downwards force. I'm not sure what they need to do, but it's not working at the moment, man. Yeah, he did say that after the match, but this match was just so bizarre. Um, Smee, once again, lost all of their ease from the, the vinyl cover. <laughs> yeah, they don't on. stick on very well. No. They got one of their weapons, got completely popped out. It looked like it was part of a build-your-own-bot. Yeah, it looked like you just snapped that back in there. Yeah, it looked it like... came it out really cleanly. Yeah, real clean. It's like, I want the Kinder surprise me. <laughs> yes. But it's just... Smee is just such a bizarre robot to try and get around. It's very funny when, you know, Smee sort of... When... Pain Train does get around Smee, or Smee wants to kind of reapproach, and Smee does a, a full 180 spin. It's hilarious to watch a robot that wide spinning in the arena. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw Pain Train get some decent, like, a decent hit on Smee. Yeah. And we saw Smee get a couple of hits on Pain Train, but then in the end, it looked like the side of Smee just clipped Pain Train, and it just sort of chewed itself up. Yeah, that was so bizarre to watch a robot just become undone we realize that pain train is a toilet roll holder yes it's exactly what it looks like <laughs> it's like when you go to a friend's house and you got to try and figure out how to change the toilet roll yeah. but you don't know because you haven't been there before well, that's that's all right because you know at the end of the match all he needs to do is just put a fresh one in yeah no, you're right <laughs> Sure, it's slightly more complicated than that, but... No, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all, yeah. You just got to get the sort of the twisty, locky angle in. You know what? I reckon if we watched back in slow-mo this fight, we'd know how to put Pain Train back together because we saw it come undone so, so brilliantly. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was sort of piece by piece. Yeah, it was... It was some... Saw all individual little washes come out and O-rings and... <laughs> Just like what? It was pretty strange. I yeah, I understand why Pain Train took it on the damage because both of Smee's primary weapons were disabled and just Pain Trains and not really from a hit from Smee. I mean, I guess it's still damage, but you know, good for them. This this was a weird one. I don't know what to make of it. This was bizarre. Pain Train though, they were super stoked to get this win. Now both these teams are one and one. I really want Pain Train to fix their wheelie issue. Yeah, I I think they could be a good bot for, you know, for how small they are. This is the thing. I wonder, what is the weight of Pain Train? Surely that bot has to be underweight. It's got to be super underweight. You need to feed your robot. Feed your robot other robots. (laughs) More nuts and bolts. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, the sound of Pain Train's weapon is so good. Yeah, it does sound good. It sounds so powerful. I really miss Minotaur this year because I miss the hum of their weapon. It's all right. I can just play it to you as you go to sleep at night if you like. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Thank you so much. (laughs) Whatever helps you. (laughs) It's that beautiful white noise of 
violent robots. We're start a new sleepy podcast that's just the hum of weapons. It's just, you know, for our bot enthusiasts, if you're having trouble getting to sleep, you just want to listen to Gigabyte spinning at full speed or, you know, Tombstone spinning up, we've, we've got that for you. Just hours of hours of, of us talking and introducing different weapon noises. <laughs> It sounds so relaxing, and then when you think about it a bit more, you're like, why would that be relaxing? That would be be awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, there's always one match like this, and that was this one. Yeah, this one was a split decision by the judges. Pain Train won. It was just, I don't know, I was surprised that Pain Train won, but I understand it. I don't know, this is just such a weird match. One and one for both teams. We'll, we'll see how they keep going. Yeah, I want to see them both fight someone hectic. Yeah, all right. Yeah. The real test. I want to see someone use Smee as a ramp and jump over them and then turn around once they've done like a little tech deck trick. Maybe Claw Viper. That would be the matchup. Yeah. But does Claw... I don't know if Claw Viper is got enough clearance within themselves to not just get stuck on top of Smee. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I just want to see someone use Smee as a ramp. I want to see Smee get broken into two robots. I just want damage to be done to Smee. That's what I want. <laughs> just want to see Smee die. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. So it's what I just described is exactly that. You're right. No, oh, you're right. Okay. Well... We saw some robots die in the next match. It was very emotional. Oh, yeah. This is the big boy match. This is the main event. Uppercut versus Sawblaze. The two MIT teams. And boy, can those kids build some robots. Those wicked smart kids. Look, they are, they're not kids anymore. They're fully grown engineers. And no. we can see what they can do. Not only that, but previous teammates... Yeah, so Jameson Go, you know, mentor to Alex Hattori. Alex was previously on Sawblaze's team. It would have been hard, I think, to fight your friend's robot, and especially this early in the competition, to not want to do, like, a lot of damage. I actually read in, you know, one of Alex's posts on Instagram this morning. Yeah, you know, they took that better, sharper weapon that they knew was going to be better, but at the same time, they were glad that it was still wide enough to impart enough energy to really, I'm just going to say yeet. That's (laughs) what they do. It's 2021. To really launch, um, I think is the technical term, Sawblaze and, or or any robot, and because that's the better win that's going to impart less damage, and I think that's what they were more aiming for. Yeah, they... This was two bots that I... And I wasn't sure who was going to win. Oh, what a toss-up. Like, Sawblaze is an amazing driver. The thing is, Alex is an amazing driver too. I know. But this is what is confusing, though, is because Uppercut, because of how much energy their weapon has, whenever they try and turn, they get a bit off kilter and they lift up. Yeah. And I was totally expecting Sawblaze to take full advantage of that. Absolutely going to capitalize on that. That just seemed like the obvious way this match was going to go was Sawblaze just, you know, dust panning up, uppercut into the walls, slowing them down and just picking them apart. But that is not what we saw. Not what we saw. Uppercut was able to keep their weapon faced front and deliver a massive first shot. Yeah, Sawblaze really made a 
error by turning their flank towards uppercut. It was the perfect storm in that, you know, they had that perfect side shot on Sawblaze and that just sent them flying. Yeah, they almost got knocked out of the battle box, battle box entirely. It could have been one and done, and I'm sure Jameson Go would have been upset, but that might have been the better result. Yeah, because what we did see was carnage. Total carnage. Um, so as soon as Sawblaze managed to get off the side of the battle box and remotely back into the game, there was Uppercut right in its face again. They did get caught up on the kill saws and sort of did a couple flips, actually. Oh, <laughs> but really? Yeah, while while Sawblaze was, you know, they would have been over there quicker, but yeah, Upcut was doing some break dancing in the in the main arena. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were straight back onto them and then delivered the biggest hit of the whole season, maybe in BattleBots ever. I mean, it's got to be up there. The giant explosion that happened in the battle box. It's, it was interesting seeing how small that gas canister that got ruptured was so it was the a hit, direct hit basically to the flamethrower assembly of Sawblaze and there wasn't actually even a huge split in that gas canister you know i i would measure just from the picture i don't think the the cut in it would have been more than an inch not even i don't think like maybe half an inch honestly but if you're going to tear half an inch into a pressurized gas canister you're going to see a fireball oh and what a fireball everyone you could see all the camera crew took a solid step backwards <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> things it's... always happen in front of lisa winter i feel she's a magnet for bot damage <laughs> Um, yeah, the judges really copped the full heat of that, I feel. Yeah, Jason Bardis was at the forefront, and it was great to see his face lit up. Yeah, my housemate Drew said, um, that's not a face of fear, that's a face of wonder. Like, he was so enthralled. <laughs> Truly. I mean, just don't expect that. No. It's funny to see people's faces in reaction to that, because I think it must happen so quick that it's kind of happened, and then... The realisation happens after the fact. I mean, you even saw it from the teams themselves that were piloting. Like, even Alex was just like... I feel like oh, they, they um, just stopped for a minute. I know. They were like, what do we... Do we keep going? Like, I don't know. Are we allowed to do that? I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was extreme. And I mean, Sawblaze was going to keep going. So after that giant explosion, though, what we did see was just bits of debris on fire... Yeah, there was just something left flaming, discarded on the side. It kind of reminded me of that HBO Chernobyl series. <laughs> it was a little bit like Chernobyl <laughs> in the arena. I mean, minus the massive fallout. Thankfully, we don't allow nuclear materials on the robots yet. Please never. <laughs> <laughs> no, please never. Look, I'm just kidding. Although um, when we have the car site, no. <laughs> no, Spike! <laughs> And then we saw, like, Sawblaze was not giving up without a fight, though. They, but they did end up getting the uppercut, like, ripped their top armor off and, like, some of their innards. Yeah, I couldn't really identify that piece. I don't know what Whatever it is. It was. But it should stay inside the robot. It was meant to hope. be inside and not outside. <laughs> Look, uh, the robot spun. The robot spun. It's always great to see The Alex robot Sator spin. <laughs> It's always great to see Alex Satori um, after the matches because he's always so shocked by the outcome, I feel. Yeah, I don't think he truly has, you know, realised the full extent of what he's created. Yes. And it's maybe starting to dawn on him. I've created a monster! There's going to be maybe a mob of angry pitchfork and torch-wielding people coming for Uppercut soon. 
Because it truly is a monster. Yeah, it's doing a great job this season. I'm so excited. It has easily worked its way into my top eight robots. We haven't done a power ranking yet. You know, maybe we'll release one soon on Instagram. But it's up there. Uppercut. Kenny made a mistake by not putting Uppercut in his. I think he knows now. Yeah. I do, I love though, like, because these two people were teammates and friends and brothers, honestly. Like, it felt like they're really good friends and they've had a lot of time to be friends. And to fight each other like this and to have this amount of carnage happen out of it, it's nice to see them still be like, well, I'm, like, especially from Jameson being like, look, he took the loss pretty well. Like, yeah, my robot probably shouldn't have exploded, but it happens. It does happen. But know. he was happy to see his guy grow up and, like, yeah. build his own robot that is successful. I think it was a particularly hard loss on Jameson because Sawblaze has been on such a hot streak lately that you invest so much time into these creations, these robots... And to see them ripped apart like that, I can't imagine what the emotional toll is initially, especially after just winning and winning, like, and seeing Sawblaze just dominate, and and then to get really torn up by a friend. But, you know, I I saw that they're putting it back together, they got plenty of spares, Sawblaze is one of the most prepared, organized teams in the competition, I feel like they are fully up there with the skills we see from teams like Witch Doctor, teams like Chomp, they are so organized. I'm so excited to see Sawblaze come back and prove a point, being like, no, look, it's just Uppercut got us that day, but we're here to keep fighting. We'll destroy anybody else. It could have been a completely different fight if they didn't take that first hit. Honestly, I feel like that was their undoing was just that one small mistake of driving in front of Uppercut. We'll just sum it up by saying what Alex Hattori said. It was terrifying. He's always so terrified about what he does with his bot. <laughs> Congratulations to Upcut. This was what a way to end such a brilliant episode of BattleBots with a giant fireball. Honestly, congratulations to Sawblaze. I think it's an honor to have your own gas tank torn open. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like now you have to pay it back to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to go find someone. Maybe Graf. I think. Ooh. Now, Sawblaze is the number one threat to Gruff. I will say that. Um, I want... Now that you've said it, I really want to see Gruff explode. I feel <laughs> like that would be... I feel like they've got bigger gas tanks, right? Surely, they must, right? They've I, got a lot of flame. I'm, I hope they're inside the robot, though. I don't know. I think it's just the burner assemblies on top and some hose lines. We'll see, hey? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It could happen. It's, that'll be a tough fight for Gruff. All right. Well, yeah, that was a great episode. I'm so excited for next week. Hopefully we see some new bots. Hopefully we see some people take some wins that we were unexpected wins. So Spike can continue to lose the King of Smarts. <laughs> Look, I never claimed to be a King of Smarts, but I've been going pretty good in my picks so far. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm the champion. Well, you were always the champion. <laughs> All right. Do we have any emails, Spike? We sure do. I'd like to say a big thanks to Calvin Cat, who emailed us in correcting us on our transgressions. We didn't know this because we're from Australia, but um, Calvin said, love the podcast. You asked about cheese questions. And by the way, thanks, Calvin. You asked about cheese questions. Wisconsin is famous for cheese and many wear cheese heads during the football matches. 
All right, so Wisconsin is a cheese state. <laughs> Wisconsin is the cheese state, and to make amends, I would like to read some Wisconsin cheese facts. All right, hit me. So, there are nearly 100 cheese factories across the state of Wisconsin. How big is the state of Wisconsin to need that many cheese factories? I, I think the cheese factory to mile ratio is heavily towards the cheese factory. <laughs> Maybe that's why Team Iachi was sponsored by Uttergun for so long. It makes a lot of sense, but I'll tell you what, 90% of Wisconsin milk is made into cheese. 90%? That's right. That's more than 2.8 billion pounds of cheese a year, or 11 pounds for each person in the United States. That's too much cheese. Wisconsin makes a lot of cheese. But <laughs> listen to this. Wisconsin is home to more than 13 festivals dedicated specifically to cheese. They produce 600 varieties of cheese. And if it were a country, Wisconsin would rank fourth in the world of cheese production behind the rest of the United States, Germany, and France. Holy shit, that's a lot of cheese. That's a lot of cheese. Now, now I want to go to Wisconsin and eat cheese. Yeah, we got to get some Wisconsin cheese, I think. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you for that email. Was it Calvin? Yeah, Calvin Cat. Yeah, thanks, Calvin Cat. We appreciate you writing in, telling us that, hey, actually, Wisconsin's got a lot of cheese. Yeah, now <laughs> I understand. Um, we've got an email here from Kira. It says... I am blown away by the performance of Kraken vs. Witch Doctor. Wow. They're here to steal the show this year. Now we've seen a few fights. What are your predictions for top eight? Also, what is your dream fights you'd love to see? Both for amazing top hitters and also just some novelty mashups. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Kira. This is straight off the cuff. You know, I knew we had this email, but I haven't really thought about it. I think... Yeah, I mean, first of all, Kraken is doing doing amazing. I really reckon they're going to make the bracket, and it's going to be interesting to see how far they go. I agree, absolutely. Um, Kraken have Kraken have proved to themselves this season that they are a pincer bot that means business. Yeah. In saying that, I think my top eight is Witch Doctor, Endgame, yep, Uppercut, Valkyrie, Hydra. Oof. Look, you gotta you just gotta be honest with yourself sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's hard because we still haven't seen some of the other bots, but It is. Tombstone. I'll throw a Kraken in there. I'll throw a Kraken into my top eight. Why not? I reckon okay. they've got something to prove and I'm excited to see that. And then we'll finish with we'll finish with Bloodsport. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do. I would not be surprised if Bloodsport's in the top eight. Look, I'll give you mine fast fast off the cuff. I'm sure I'll forget someone important. I'm going to say Endgame, Gruff, because what a legend. And no one can crack that armor. Tombstone. This is hard. It's hard. It is hard. There's too many good bots this year. I didn't even say Lockjaw. You didn't even say Lockjaw. Thanks for reminding me. I'll say Lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. I'm going to say Hydra as well. Uppercut. Honestly, Sawblaze. Yeah, nice. That's and look, I've I've missed I've missed Whiplash, I've missed Witch Doctor, I've missed Bloodsport. I've, this it's more of a top sixteen is the easier one. Top, yeah. top eight is too tough to call right now. I think once we see this second half of qualifying, it might be easier. Yeah. To pick a top eight. Yeah. Um. What are some of your 
What are some dream fights you'd love to see? I would like to see Groff versus Huge, because I want to see what the melting point of UHMW is. Interesting. <laughs> yes, no, good. <laughs> and or Smee. Either will do, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so just Huge versus anyone. <laughs> no, no, Groff. Okay, sorry. And Smee. I would love to see... I would love to see Witch Doctor versus Lockjaw, because... Mm-hmm. I feel like their weapons are quite similar, their drives quite similar. I think that would be a pretty hectic match to watch. I mean, that's a fight we've seen in years previous, and it always delivers. Yeah. It always delivers on the driving and just all-around rumble. Yeah. As for novelty matchups, I would love to see Mammoth versus me. I still want to see Tombstone versus Huge. I, most of what I want to see is stuff versus Huge, because Huge is very unusual. And I, I just really want to see, you know, the King of Kinetic Energy, what that bar, I wonder which bar he would bring, is going to do to those wheels, and whether they're just going to go straight through. Yeah. Probably not, but it would be nice to see the damage. Do we have any other emails, Tegan? Oh, we've got one more here from Sam. Hey, Sam. Hello, Sam. Um, They wrote, now that last episode after the Hydra vs. Huge fight. Here we go. Mother effing Jake Hewitt said he'd play the heel if he had to. Now, if anyone isn't aware, a heel is the bad guy in wrestling. A face is a good guy. The idea of having heels and faces is to get the crowd riled up. They can get behind the idea of a baddie versus a good guy. When the heel is winning a whole match and the last minute the face makes a miraculous comeback, brings out the finisher and gets the pin, the crowd goes wild. The whole concept of having heels is to put on a good show and be entertaining. That fight was anything but entertaining or exciting for the crowd. (laughs) He specifically avoided a fight and built his bot to make sure nothing happened. This isn't heel, this is just boring, and weaseling away from admitting your opponent is is a better bot. Hectic, Sam. I mean, the people have spoken. Yeah. Um, Then they finished off with saying, I'm absolutely here for the concept of professional wrestling mixed with robotic combat, but this isn't Jake. (laughs) I No, Sam, I agree. Thank you so much for writing in. That is a good point. And, you know, I think it's a sentiment that a lot of people feel. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Um, If anybody else wants to talk about any of these matches this week, talk to us about Wisconsin Cheese, which is your favourite brand. Tell us what we got wrong this week. (laughs) Yeah, you can do all of that at our email, which is botspotspotspodcast at gmail.com. We're always happy to talk to people on Instagram as well, so you can DM us. If you're on neither of those, you could find us on Facebook or Twitter, you know, tweet at us. Um, Yeah, so that's botspotspotspodcast on Instagram. And I think Facebook, we have a Facebook page and it's just bots, bots, bots. Yeah, you can find us. We're pretty easy to find. It's just bots, bots, bots. (laughs) Bots, bots, bots. That's all we've got for you this week, folks. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in again. It's been, or this one was great. This one was so good. Bring on next week. I hope to see Whiplash. I hope to see War Easy. And we've still got to see Hypershock. It's been a minute. Haven't seen Hypershock for a hot minute. Seen a lot of Will Byers. Bales. Will Bales. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> thanks, uh, but yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Bots, Bots, Bots. Thanks so much. Bye. Goodbye now.